Welcome to the Woke Blokes podcast, hosted by Nick Sutherland from MindFit and Ryan Hassan from the Center for Healing. Let's get into today's episode. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, um, good citizens of Finland. Was it Finland or Iceland? Probably both. By I now. think I think I've got lost along the way. I think it was Iceland, and somewhere about a month ago, I just started referring to Finland. No, I think it was Finland. Was it? Maybe it was Greenland. No one lives in Greenland, do they? Greenland's full of ice, and Iceland's really green. So that's the way I remember it. it yeah, I, I used to remember that we'd have the the world map. Um, in, in class in primary school and I'd look up in the corner at Greenland. I'm like, what is going on there? It's just white. <laughs> <laughs> Some of someone's colorblind has gone and named these two countries. Yeah, yeah. It's like, ah, oh, this looks really green. This is Greenland. <laughs> How funny. Um, welcome Iceland and Finland, both actually. Um, shout yeah. out to, to Helsinki. And, um, and if anyone's listening in Greenland, I'd love to know. You know, I didn't know anyone lived there, let alone listen to podcasts, let alone listen to our podcast. But, you know, you never know, Nick, without, without reach at the minute. You never know. I just, uh, it's, you never know. You, you, you're very correct there. It's, it's yeah, no, but I heard that's that. Nick, I've, there's a shout out. Look, just tell me first, how, how are you going today? I understand you're doing a bit, a bit of work in there at MindFit. How are you? And then while you're talking, I've got a shout out to someone, um, actually. Okay. Um, yeah, we're great. Dan's here. He's, uh, we just, we just built the office. I'll give you a quick little look at, look at how messy the HQ is at the moment. Just, so, how many rugs and yoga mats do you have? <laughs> enough and then uh, oh we have offices oh wow to those obviously most of you will just be listening next giving us a bit of tour there's a lot of work happening at MindFit HQ new offices being put in wow mate it's all happening down yeah. there so yeah we've got the MedEx classes the six different types of meditation launching on the 6th of June I'm loving that um, term Nick What's, what does what MedEx short for so that people know meditative exercise I love it because so, sound, MedEx uh, sounds medical and then it's meditation exercises which actually should be recommended for pe- from people in the medical profession <laughs> so I love it yeah 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 we hadn't thought of that um, and so, yeah, six different types of meditation ranging from yoga-based, so yin and yang yoga-based meditative classes to sitting in stillness to the juggling and slow walking that we do. Um, so really just, yeah, creating a – we're, we're just – this community is starting to come together. It's been me for a long time, just on my own sort of navigating and sailing around and and – yeah, just really putting the foundations down. And now Dan's on board and Emma's coming in with her holistic nutrition. So mood, food, gut health, all that stuff. Um, nervous system recalibration. We've got Shane. Um, he and I are off to far north Queensland to work in a mine for a month. Um, <laughs> I just had Zoolander in my head. He's got yeah, black yeah. face. <laughs> oh, I've got, got the, the black lung pop. I got the black lung pop. For God's sake, Derek. <laughs> you, you've been here for a day. <laughs> the, the ad of him 
moisture is the essence of wetness. He's looking in the he's looking in the puddle and there's yeah. a reflection in the puddle. It's like I guess I've got a lot to ponder and his reflection his reflection that someone drives past. It's like, what's left to ponder, asshole? <laughs> what a great movie. Oh, it's awesome. So we've got the medic stuff going. Yeah, we've got finals Queensland. We're doing the corporate training workshops. So it's a three and a half hour workshop after groups of 10 people where we it's it's interactive and experiential we do meditation a couple of different meditations provide them lots of tools and awareness and so forth so that's really yeah we're in we're in autumn but it feels like spring here it's just everything's just going yeah so um i'm excited i was just saying to dan earlier i just uh, I, I, the alarm went off at 6 30 this morning and m's first words to me were i'm so proud of you Oh. And and I was like, oh, honey. Oh. And I said, I'm proud of you. She's in this amazing, I'm so excited for her. You know, personally and professionally, the kids are at adult age, so they're about to get off on their own journey. And and so the pro M can prioritize herself now. And and there's been a big transition in her work. She's leaving one industry and sort of oh, career and starting a new career and so there's that. And I said to her this morning, I'm just, she goes, you're working so hard. And I'm like, well, I guess I am. I'm doing what's required. But for me, and this is linking back into enjoying the journey, as, as you discussed earlier, um, I said, watching watching Shane evolve into this role and, and what he's been able to do is makes it worthwhile. And seeing Em doing her stuff, having Dan sitting in here and, you know, coming in with his head spinning every day, going, it's so dynamic in here. And, you know, and seeing the offices built and then when the, when the community starts, and it's all worth it. It's all so, I'm I've, I've sitting in the middle of it all, just, just in this, you know, last episode we'll talk about living in gratitude. And my heart is exploding every day. My heart is exploding. And it's just so grateful for my clients or for the, for the community of people that are coming in here, for you, for uh, all of it. It's just, it's just it's stunning and it's brilliant, you know, and, and you just look at it and you can't help but cry sometimes at how, how awesome it is. Yeah, I'm so happy for you, mate. And then like you said, it's going from really just you to this, you know, a team and, and then a community on top of that. And I think, yeah, it is exciting. And that's why a lot of people – you know, when you when you're kind of on your path and your mission, then to outside people looking in, it might look like, well, you're really you know working your ass off and going hard. But it's like it doesn't really diminish you when you're in those oh. times. It's like it's like maybe yeah, like if you look at it just logistically and and what I'm doing, yeah, possibly. But I'm not diminished. Whereas you know, I've had times in my life where I've hated my work. And just as like a standard work day, I'd be just knackered at the end of the day. And I, I would say things at that time, like, oh, I've just been busy and working so hard and I'm so flat. But it's because I was not, there was no inspiration. There was no enthusiasm for what I was doing. And, and it, it's, it's, it's completely different. That's a great word, inspiration. What did I say to him this morning? I said, uh, well, it's aligned, but it's also... Um Oh, when you're connected with your purpose, you know, when, when, and when it's not about me, this is the beauty. I'm trying to be in this, I said it last week, the, the, I'm trying to be in this the least amount as possible. And, and 
when it's about Dan and Shane and Am and Charlotte, who's going to come in and be the next instructor, and, and most importantly, the clients in this community and the ripple effect we can have when it when it stops being it. When you're in this active service and on the, the eightfold path, which is the, the fourth noble truth in Buddhism, it's, it's pure. Um, occupation it's it's a it's like you know love what you do every day and and live in the sense of abundance we have an abundance here we want to give as much as we can it's not what, what can we get out of this it's not transactional like yes it's a business so there's a transactional element to it but the essence of it is is how much can we give and 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 in doing that how much suffering can we reduce so yeah, it's just exciting. I'm, I'm, and it's vitality. You know, when you say you're not, you're not, you know, I'm not burning out. I, of course, I have to be mindful. I've got to balance myself out. You and I have to go for ramen and play some golf, and you know, I need to to have that balance. But it's not a work life balance. It's just balance. As yeah, talked about. Yeah, because when and, you separate and, and, the two, then, then there'll be a need to escape from one or the other at some point. Well, and it creates it creates separation. It creates um, independence instead of interdependence. It's work mm. and it's life. You know, I have to leave work to go to life, and it's, it's not how it works. So I yeah. said something funny to him the other day. I was like, every, every time I drive out the driveway in the morning, I'm leaving work and I'm going home. And then at six o'clock at night or whenever I finish with clients, I leave home and I come back to work. And she's like, what do you mean? And I was like, well, work is effortless for me. Like my occupation is effortless. That's not effortless. It, it, it feels effortless because I'm in that vitality-based energy and it's just, there's growing, there's so much to do and I have to put a lot into it. But, but it's, it's easy for me where I go home and I walk up the stairs and there's three magnificent teachers, him and the two kids. And, and as stimulus, I'm constantly being triggered at home. And so this is, that's where I do my work. So for me, work is on that deeper level. It's doing that deep work. I have an occupation that I go to and, and spend time throughout the day. But I see work as in the moments, you know, we call it doing the work. And and so when I go home, I've got these gurus waiting for me to provide all this stimulus and all this opportunity. And then he goes, that sounds terrible. Yes. <laughs> and I said, yeah, I can understand how, how you'd interpret it as that, honey. But for someone who has this growth mindset and sees this as an opportunity and understands what's going on, understands that every time I get heightened or tighten up or contract or constrict or or whatever unsettled that's on me that's not on you you're not making me feel that way that's that's all it's revealing is an impurity within me there's an, an attachment there so i'm growing as a person exponential i'm learning to i'm loving so much different than i did in the past uh, i'm loving much healthier with much less attachment much less ego um, and and that's so rewarding for me. I love that, and I'm I'm eternally grateful to her and the kids. And she's like, "Fuck you, you're a weirdo." <laughs> well, it's not. 
it's not something that is, you know, normal in society to hear, you know, but it's true. It's truth. Like relationships and family are about growth. At the end of the day, people growing together. And I think when I see so many people in their work life kind of unfulfilled, and so they then need an escape from that. And then even not even having the awareness to look at their home life that way um, in the first place, but then secondly, getting home and needing to escape from work. So not wanting to deal with certain things. And then people just shut down, don't talk to their spouse or family, start drinking every night. And so there's no, there's no growth in that case because all people doing is, is either doing things that they don't want to be doing and then trying to escape from that afterwards. And so that's a cycle that a lot of people are in. And I've been at points in my life, definitely. Oh, so have I. And I'm so grateful to, to have learned what I've learned to be operating this way now. And when you say escaping, it's such an appropriate word because you know, our, our inherent nature is that love and compassion, that Buddha nature. And, and when we have all these attachments, you know, in suffering, we use the four emotional disturbances we call them the four emotions under the umbrella of suffering is anger guilt um, depression and anxiety but that's really just sad agitated embarrassed uh, and afraid and so that's suffering but suffering by definition really is 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 discontent or dissatisfied i'm not at peace with how with the way that things are i would prefer them to be different um and so people create suffering within themselves through having these attachments and, and, and they feel these unpleasant emotions or these disturbances. And so we try and escape them. And, and, and so we'll project our suffering onto other people. You know, hurt people hurt people. So if you're in suffering, you're going to hurt whoever you deem to be responsible for your unhappiness. And if you have fucked up because you're not perfect, then you're going to beat yourself up. You're going to self-harm, whether it's physically, cutting, suicide, um, or, or through a coping mechanism, gambling, drinking, Self-destructive behaviours. Yeah, and, and that's you punishing yourself, really. It's you, you harming yourself. Or if it's the kids or your boss or someone else driving, you'll get that suffering out of your system by projecting it onto them. So if you've had a shitty day at work and and then you come home in suffering and then your wife or kids or husband wants your time and energy and you've just you've run out of tolerance for the day and you go into more suffering then you're going to find yourself as a bloke in the shed having a beard disconnecting from everything just getting yeah as you said escaping it all instead of turning around and doing a Derek Zoolander and working at the coalface you know you got to you got to work. You got to work at the coal face. Go and have a look in the puddle. That's where the problem is. <laughs> <laughs> One thing that you were saying before that's really important is this. You know, when you're in service, and you can see there's this, you know, bigger picture and people to help, and we'll always do more when we really have a mission and a purpose to serve others than we'll do for ourselves. There's a certain yeah. only level that our ego can get us. You know, one one example is you know I've worked with many people over the years around when they want to start educating or public speaking, you know, speaking in front of groups and um, fear of public speaking is such a massive thing that, that, that people run into. Um, but at the end of the day, it's when we are more focused on us than we are about the message that we're delivering. Mm. 
So we're going to, we're going to have a lot of nerves speaking in front of people. If I'm thinking, what do they think of me? Are they going to like me? Am I going to fumble my words? Um, are, they, are they smarter than me? Those people in the audience. Whereas if I know I have an important message deliver, to deliver, that's not about me. It's about that the greater good of all or the greater good of a certain selection of the population. Then all of a sudden our nerves and everything start to come down and we'll start to take action from a more certain and confident place because we know it's not just about us. You know, we're, we're like a, we're a, a messenger, you know, delivering something that's really, really important. But as soon as I just get focused on me and like in your situation, someone's things are happening in someone's business and they're like, well, I need this for me. And it's because I want this and blah, blah, blah. We won't take the action from the right place. And you spoke about, you know, sabotaging behaviors and we'll start to engage in those as well, because we know deep down, I'm not so much doing it for the greater good. I just want certain things for me and my ego. Uh, yes, yes. I, oh, praise be to that. Um, but it's not fear of public speaking. It's fear of not being good enough. Yeah. And so uh, uh, we need to really reframe everything. What are you really afraid of? And the, the, the three amigos must be loved and liked perfect and get what I want. That's what's really being triggered. Those attachments are being triggered, which is creating this suffering, which is the anxiety. And then, yeah, as you said, people are making it about them. When if you can get out of the way, if your ego can, can if you can empty yourself of your ego, and as you said, I'm just, I'm just a vessel to deliver a, this. A conduit. I'm a conduit. I'm a, I'm a gateway. I'm a, I'm a whatever you want to call it. And I do that at work, you know, in sitting in session. I try to not be there. Yeah. A client the other day said, oh, this is, this is a really um, – because the way we work here is we're quite challenging and, and we do so deliberately because we care enough about people to not enable them to stay in their shitty illusions and thinking and we have these ego stripping sessions. And it feels uncomfortable at the time, but the client's feedback is that's their favourite session because it's, it's the most productive one. And a client was in here the other day and he said about halfway through, he's like, oh, this is a really... Um, uh, what word did he use? It was not confronting, but like uh, argumentative. This is it's a really argumentative session. I said, "Oh, yeah, I see where you're coming from, but I don't feel I'm arguing with you. I feel I'm just reflecting some truths that you not really don't like the taste of. You don't really like the 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 reflection from the mirror that I'm holding up, um, and I'm trying to." hold you in this space and you keep trying to flee this space because it's uncomfortable um and and we're not actually in competition i'm not trying to win i'm not trying to do anything because um, i'm not actually here i'm just delivering some information to you and and you, it tastes like sarsaparilla and you don't you don't want to take your medicine you want to run away from it He's like oh, right, yeah and so we kept stripping away that ego and stopped getting out of competition and Nick's trying to make me do this. And just sur- it, it, all co- it always comes back to surrender. Mm. S- surrender. Just surrender. Just surrender. Surrender the ego. Step out on stage if you're public speaking. Surrender your attachments and just, just shine the spotlight on them instead of yourself. Stop making it about you. It's not about you. It's about them. Yeah, yeah. We... Um... We live in a society now more than ever where we get put in echo chambers where we don't 
question our own beliefs. We don't question our own bullshit up in our mind that does cause a lot of our suffering. And then we get around people who reinforce <laughs> those beliefs that we have. So when someone gets really challenged like that and challenged from a compassionate place, it's like you said, I'm not in competition trying to win. I'm just trying to hold up a mirror here to, to see what you're giving me. And people aren't used to that and it can put people back a lot. But when, when people can have that and have even, you know, friends and everything, not just therapists who will do that as well. And then they can actually start to do it themselves. It's wonderful because all of a sudden, like we can stop bullshitting ourselves. And that's what we're doing most of the time. At the end of the day, we can justify anything, our human yeah. mind, we're, we're experts at it. Um, so to be able to call ourselves out on our own bullshit, it's like, here's what I believe and this is why it's a good idea. Now I don't need anyone else to reflect it because I can actually see what's going on. I have that awareness now and I offer maybe a counterpoint or counter argument. Then I realize that arguing with myself is futile and that word that you said, surrender, right? And everything can soften. I think we oftentimes most people need that from somebody who like yourself, who's a, a very um, a great therapist who knows what they're doing. But eventually it's so important that people learn to be able to do that themselves because it's like, you end so much inner turmoil then. And you've got to have the rapport there. Like uh, when I, when the, in the way that I work, I'm trusting myself first and foremost, but then I'm trusting my clients that they're going to stay in this space and they're going to lean into the discomfort and they're going to embrace all of this. It's really, you know, that's, I think that's what sets MindFit apart from most other mental health whatever you want to call them. Um, and I had a client the other day walk out and said, five minutes into this, he came in, he wanted to talk about all his bullshit and wanted to talk about this and that and everything. And I, and I just held him here and nah, we're getting straight into it. I, I wouldn't even let him sit down. I, I had all these cards laid out on the ground. I'm like, what's this? What's that? And where's your attachments? And he's like, fuck, five minutes into this, I already feel better. And I'm like, yeah, because... We're getting you out of that spaghetti brain, out of your distortions, out of, all these, yeah, out of all these illusions of what you think should be happening. And we're focusing on you. You are the, you are the root cause of this. What you are doing is the root cause of all of this. He's like, oh. And then end of the session, he's, he's just like, fuck me. He goes, there's just no, there's no escaping here. There's, there's no, there's no, bullshit you know remember amanda ross the equestrian yeah yeah absolutely OPM? and she she says it's like there's a no bullshit filter as soon as you walk in the door and there's just it's there's no escaping and it stings and it burns and it's like me cauterizing all their impurities and you know but they walk out feeling infinitely better because they're walking out without those attachments yeah it's as you've stopped the 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 locomotive of thought because it's like mm. that locomotive the mind's amazing like it is quite amazing but once it starts on something it will just go with it and it's like it leaves the station and it's halfway you know across the country oh. and then and then people kind of realize at the end of sessions like that oh i should have just gotten off this train a few days ago but i've been absolutely <laughs> destroying myself thinking about all these things I, i'm heading i'm heading to shitsville tennessee and i want to be in happyville kentucky and i'm like well, you got to get behind the wheel and you got to surrender. I, yeah, it's like they go up, they go up to see who's driving the locomotive and they open the door and it's them and they're like, oh, fuck. Uh, <laughs> I thought it was my wife and my boss and my friend, but it was me. 
I love that. What a beautiful image. You walk up and open the door and there's you driving. Like, hi, it's well, it's your ego driving. Yeah, yeah. That's what it that's what it is. It's your egos in the in and your ego's like, yeah, I'm having so much fun. Yeah, your cowboy hat bottle of rum. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> and you're going and you as and you as your heart walk up to it and go, Why? What are you doing, man? It's let's like, just nah, let's man. stop the train, please. <laughs> I, I had a really interesting experience. I was, I was excited to talk to you about last night in bed. Oh. <laughs> was it an ego stripping? Oh, that was stripping. Did you do one for him? Em, let me strip my ego for you. She threw up in her mouth. Go on. I was laying in bed just before you surrendered to sleep and I noticed the imagination was engaged and for some reason, uh, you know, the, the temples in Jordan, how the, there's these amazing things carved into the cliff walls. Yes. Yeah. Indiana Jones. So, yeah, yeah. So it was giving <laughs> you movie references. And, and so it was like, oh, for some reason, uh, that to some degree was like these different levels in a cliff wall was, was in my mind. And, I'm, I'm, and I just sat there and I realized it was stimulus. And I just sat in observation of it. And I was like, I wonder what's going to happen. And I played around with it. It was really interesting. And I tried because I felt it wanted to change, that the scene wanted to move. And I just, I held this space for it to stay still. And it did for a bit. And I was like, oh, this is interesting. But then it started shifting. And and then it turned from, you know, the temples in Jordan to, to this blue water came out. And, and it was so nonsensical. It was... There was no rhyme or reason or pattern. And I thought, what the fuck is the imagination? What is it? Like this, this, this is a, this is happening within my experience or within me, if, if you want to put it that terms. This, this is going on inside my experience of being a human. What is it? Like it's just this thing is. It's so odd. It's so odd. I, I love that you. I love that you brought this up because this is actually something that I've been playing with for probably over a year now. Is that you know? I think I was just focusing on on different techniques to maybe get to sleep a while ago, and then I noticed that there was this little this little point that like, and, and I knew I got to a point where it was this moment where I'm like, oh, I'm about definitely about to fall asleep because I'd start to what I would call it is like subconscious material so whether it's like subconscious material or maybe it's coming from the ether i don't know but it's exactly what you're saying it is nonsensical it is just completely random most of the time and um i went from a point where it's like a lava lamp it's like a lava lamp yeah because it's it's like you as soon as you focus on it they'll disappear and then something else will come through it's just bubbling away going wherever it wants to go yeah, and I um, it's so it's this point like just before you fall to sleep, and the conscious mind's mostly kind of checked out, but we still have awareness there. And then I started playing with that, and as soon as I started to try and 
think about it too much. My brainwave must've gone up and I'm back like kind of consciously awake. And so I've been playing with just trying to maintain awareness and yeah, mate, the stuff that comes up, it'll be imagery like that. Then all of a sudden I'll, I'll hear a voice, not like I'm thinking it, but it's coming from behind me somewhere. And oftentimes it's like my dad's voice, but it's like random shit. Like, Ryan, can you pick that up? Like, like a toy on the floor when I was five or something. Like, and it's like coming from back here somewhere. And then it'll, yeah, switch to being like in a cloud. And it's really, really interesting. And I'll have that exact feeling. I either come out of it or I'll wake up the next day. I'm like, what in the fuck was that? <laughs> like what, what? It's so, it seems so vast that we're, there's no real framework for our conscious it's mind. To get to it. It's, it seems very powerful, but it's, it was so, so wonderful just to sit there as the witness and just watch this thing do its thing without trying to interpret it, without applying meaning to it, without getting lost or, or, or in it or swept away by it or anything. And it just, all of a sudden, it just it could just it was allowed just to be exactly what it needed to be, and yeah, and and I knew that there was going to come a point where I I would drop down into you know theta, or I was in theta, and then I'd drop down into delta at some point and state, and and I'd fall into sleep, and then I was I was even. I wasn't thinking it. This is a weird thing. I wasn't thinking it, but I was knowing. So, mm. oh, that's a that's a nice differentiating thing. Uh, I knew that the this imagination or whatever decided to call it was going to continue regardless of what was happening within me. So, this this is this thing is happening. 24-7, this, this imagination is, is doing its thing 24-7 regardless of what state of consciousness I'm in. So when I'm asleep, the imagination is probably, now I'm thinking about it, creating all the dreams. Mm. So the dreams could just be my imagination. Uh, you know what I mean? Like it's, yeah, it's hard to put, like I would call it like it's some sort of subconscious processing that's always taking place which is allowed to come to the surface when we're dreaming because the conscious mind has to have a rest to, to kind of regenerate. But if, but, but if, what you said well, there, if we're not up, it's like, cause this is what we're describing is also like a psychedelic experience. This is what a lot of people experience mm. on psychedelic substances. And mm. it's interesting because I hear so many people try and describe, it's like what we're trying to do here, actually. It's like trying to describe the experience, but as soon mm. as, as soon as you think about it, it becomes something different than what it is or what it was. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, it's, it's, I've heard like Joe the, Rogan the mind, talk about. The mind's, the mind's not allowed to grasp it because it's, no. it's not something that the mind can grasp and then describe because it's, it's, it doesn't exist on that plane. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. So it's like, I like what you said. It's like this knowing. And I know because I'll use that example of like just my dad saying something random. But right now I can picture my dad saying oh ryan can you pick that up and we're in our house that i grew up in and it's like yeah whatever but like when i hear it in that state it's like it comes from back here and it like shakes my whole body and i like how you said it, it's like some sort of knowing like mm. it is it, it 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 really like i can feel it at my core as like some deep thing as opposed to just a, a thought about something if that makes mm. sense mm-hmm. yeah yeah well you're not recalling a memory it's not you're not accessing a memory it's 
it's a yeah, it's, it's not a surface level sort of thing. It's this deep underlying knowing that this is in existence on some plane of reality somewhere in some dimension, and uh, it's so wonderful to try and transcend this thing that we think transcends your thinking and go into that knowing state. Yeah. So that's why I think um, for a lot of people like a psychedelic substance and having this type of experience we're talking about, it can shake their reality because they're like, well, there's a lot more like a lot, most things, there's a lot more to this reality than what I've perceived up until this point. Whereas like you and I, like we can kind of, cause I've done a few psychedelics here and there, you know, since not for a few years now, but a while ago, but I'd already been doing this work. So when I took them, I'd be like, oh yeah, it's, it's like what we're describing, this being aware of that state before sleep. I'm like, yeah, this is, you know, I understand, you know, so it's not kind of as earth shattering as a lot of people think it is, but I can understand, you know, if, if someone's never been awake to kind of different dimensions of reality, then it can be a massive shake up to their perceptions and what they think the world is. Well, let's uh, see. Podcast ago, we we did the Nick in therapy um, session about the the drugs and everything. So we should do a podcast where Nick has a DMT experience or something, <laughs> and we we record that. That'd be awesome. Totally really? up for that. Really? Yeah, yeah let's do it. I'm, I'm old. Oh, I yeah. Okay, let's do it. If you if you can organize it, oh, I'll, I I can organize that. All right, I'll yeah. do it. Oh, this is so exciting. Yeah. Okay. Right. Because I, 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 I now, you know, the way that I'm operating, the, the, the level that I'm existing on, I just, I really feel that I have, I have the, the resources, I have the mental or non-mental, I have the non-mental resources to yeah. To, to go through that. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, and that, and that's where, that's, that's, this is a great idea. I'm so happy about this. And that, but that's where like, I'm not a, a, you know, I'm not for or against. I very much keep up with a lot of, there's a lot of research being done on different psychedelics, but you know, I know people who have, you know, had a, a great experience and made changes in their life. I know a lot, probably more people who weren't ready for it. And um, it has been actually a negative impact on their life. Because like, you know, they, um, their ego, because what happens, the, the people get into trouble because they have such an active ego, the ego won't let go. It tries to control mm. an experience that is inherently uncontrollable. It'd be mm. you trying to take that image of the, the carved rock in Georgia mm. and saying, I want it to be exactly like this. And as soon as it changed it, you demanding that it come back. And it's like, yeah, it's not going to happen. Okay. No, so I think I've got that position where I can sit in that stillness. I can sit in that space and just observe it all without demanding that it be different. I'm not going there with any attachments. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's exciting. Um, so, yeah, it was, it was great that you brought that topic up because, yeah, I play with that. I pretty much do it on a, on a nightly basis. It's really interesting. I can kind of get into a space where I, I purely, it's like a meditation, right? I'm purely focusing on the breath in and out of my nose because I've had to train myself to breathe through my nose as opposed to my mouth. Um, the mind will want to think about something that happened during the day and I guess keep gently bringing it back. And then all of a sudden I'll notice that those voices from back here start to come and the imagery and I'm like, oh, I'm falling off to sleep. And some nights I'm just like, I'll go to sleep. But then other nights I just try and ride that, that wave 
there without popping out or going to sleep and just watching and being like, wow. And I've had some things, I, I've spoken about this on the podcast, but I believe this is where um, when I was living in Thailand, um, I had one night and it was like, oh, well over, I think probably a year after my dog Disco had died. And I had some some imagery in this state and it felt more like that state as opposed to a dream, to be honest. And um you know, yeah, he died over a year ago and it was so sad and I cried my eyes out at the time and everything, but I must have had this undigested grief still stewing in my system. And I was at this shopping center, like chasing him around and he's in the food court, but the shopping center was kind of outside and there was like jungle plants and everything there. And all, and all these people from my past were there and he was playing and I'm running after him. And then all of a sudden he was at the end of a hallway facing away from me in this shopping center. And I'm like, disco, disco, come here, buddy. And he wouldn't turn around. And then Jordan Peterson came up next to me and put his hand on my shoulder and he's like, walk over to him. You know what's happening. And in that moment, I knew that he was dying. And so I walked down and, and he died in my arms, which is like kind of what happened in real life, not in this shopping center with Jordan Peterson, but I'm um, in my home. And then I was, and then I came out of that state into like conscious awareness, you know, in the middle of the night. And I cried like, like bawling my eyes out for possibly an hour. Like it was just mm -hmm. wild, like all this undigested grief that was still there had come up in this state. And it was just this incredible release that, that, that just happened in that moment. So interesting on so many levels. I, you know, Mel must love going to bed with you every night. And, um, <laughs> no, she, she was still in bed with Tommy at this point. So I was <laughs> she'd be like, can you go please go cry on the couch? It's been an hour. Oh, she's like, honey, it's that time. And you're like, uh, I'm focusing on my breath right now. <laughs> or I just start bawling my eyes out. <laughs> just don't don't start bawling your eyes out after sex. <laughs> How's that for you? <laughs> um, I've I had always a cry after I orgasm. <laughs> <laughs> I've had a, I've had a few nights where I've been so present where I've decided to fall into sleep. I've decided mm. to transition into sleep. I've been there in that exact moment where I go, okay. And, and, and so you're there and then it's like, you just disappear. Uh, you're in consciousness and then you're, well, you're still in consciousness, but just a different level of consciousness. So it's so great to be in that space, but it's, it's very Freudian. Interesting that you, picked Jordan Peterson to help you to, to, to go through that process. You know, you found a therapist, uh, your yeah. mind, your mind created a therapist for you to, to help you. Yeah. It was like this, you know, he's quite a, if you're thinking about like an archetype, he's like a serious kind of demeanor as well. And like, you know, get your house in order, all that. And cause I was running around with disco, we were like childlike, you know, having fun and everything. Mm. And it was this kind of moment like, Hey, grow up. Something serious is happening. You know, it was, yeah, it was very interesting. Oh, what a beautiful experience. Oh. oh yeah, so can we talk about enjoying the journey a little bit? We've been going off today, mate. I haven't even got well, to so that. I think, but it all kind of relates about the journey. It does. You know, what, what is the journey? It's, it's the journey of what? Well, what it got me thinking of, or yeah, of life. You know, it's like whatever, whatever I'm choosing, we'll keep the theme of consciousness, whatever I'm choosing to put in front of my consciousness at this time in my life, can I enjoy that process, even if it seems challenging at the time? 
so it's not a daily journey. It's not a journey of creating mind fit into something. It's a, it's not a, a micro journey. It's a macro journey. It's a journey of life. Then do you mean, or is it the, the, well, look, the little chapters in between? Or I, I think for me, it's the chapters in between. I'm I'm mm. I'm a very I can't see in the future more than about one to two weeks. So that's about what I focus on. Everyone's a bit different. Mm -hmm. Melissa can, you know, let's be in this place in five years. And I'm like, that makes, I, I can't access that, but that sounds, <laughs> that sounds great, darling. Um, but what, what, what got me thinking about this topic is that, um, do you remember Tom Ahern, Mind Mate podcast? Yeah, he came on yeah. the show. Yeah. So um, caught up with Tom uh, a couple of weeks ago, him and his partner Siobhan came over for dinner and um, it's funny because he messaged me later in the week. I'm at the point now where I think I subconsciously bang on about tool to people if they bring up music because he goes, I don't remember speaking about him. He goes, mate, after you were talking about tool at dinner the other night, I've started listening to them. And he's like, holy fucking shit, right? Yeah. Oh, these are the songs I've listened to, these few. Like, where should I start and how should I go through? And I'm like, have a seat, young lad. Let me talk to you, right? <laughs> And so I'm telling him, because he's obviously on Spotify, I'm like, oh, these are the albums, this is the structure, this is where you should start. You know, a lot of these songs, it'll take five, ten, even more listens to, and then it'll hit you on a deep level and blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, a week or two later, we catch up for a coffee and he's telling me about his experience. And he's in this process of kind of falling in love with the band tool. And I remember saying to him, I'm like, oh, I'm so envious of you, bro, because I, I remember that. You know, I, I love mm -hmm. that, actually, that initial you know, falling in love with them. And I had that experience. And then only a few days later, I was helping someone out with their, their online courses and stuff. And, um, you know, and I was getting really excited for them because I was starting out, they were putting it out there, starting their marketing. And and they were like, oh, I just want to kind of get to where, where you are. And I'm like, no, no, enjoy this bit. This is sick. This is like the creation. And this is the thing you look back on. And so both these times I was telling people to, hey, enjoy this bit, right? Because I've already been through it. So I started really questioning for a few days. I'm like, well, hang on, you're giving that advice. Like, what are you taking for granted at the minute? What part of your journey are you? And it was quite a bit of it. You know, it's like, I really had to check myself and go, hey, there's there's things that are happening in your life right now that are like you falling in love with Tool as a 16 year old, you know, or- If you if you, if you you didn't check yourself, would you have wrecked yourself? I would have 100% wrecked myself. Oh. There's no doubt about mm. it. You know, that's a that's a deep truth. Check yourself before you wreck yourself. <laughs> you know, should be one of the Ten Commandments. God really missed on that one, didn't he? <laughs> We're going to add that to the eightfold part. It's now the ninefold part. Nine. <laughs> Just a little a t-shirt with a, or an Instagram quote from Buddha. Check yourself before you wreck yourself. <laughs> oh, there is no self. Ooh. God, there's no, okay. there's no self to check because there's no self to wreck. Um, yeah, I, I love what you're saying because we had that exact thing last night. Um, once again, in bed, everyone's thinking, geez, it must be scintillating. It's to all be. happening in Nick's bed at the minute. No, it must be scintillating to be one of uh, Ryan or Nick's partners. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, we're, we're in bed last night <laughs> and I said, damn, I'm so excited for you. I'm so, I'm so excited for you. She's like, why? I said, you're at the start of this journey. I remember, I remember this moment. I remember the confusion. I remember the discomfort. I remember the chaos, the uncertainty, the what the fuck, where do I go? What do I do? I remember all of that. And it's such a, I hope you actually really genuinely fall in love with the, with this, with this journey, because if you fall in love with it, it's, it's one of the greatest gifts 
you know, that you can you can do give yourself. And what, but one thing as well, and I'm I'm just really I'm aware of this because I'm so guilty of it is. I remember back and I remember not enjoying it enough, which is the whole topic here. You know, I remember when we first started the center and I was so fired up and passionate and it was great. And I'd take, you know, maybe at the end of a big week, I'd sit down at home and I'm like, fuck, that was a great week. Look at the people we helped. But then I'd go back into stress mode, you know, during the week and that thing. And I think this is what everybody talks about. It seems to be human beings. It's like, you know, I wish I had have enjoyed certain times more. And um, so that's something that I'm working on personally right now. What what will I look back on, let's say in five years, or even though I can't imagine myself there, but what will I look back on at this point in my life and go, hey, I enjoyed that. You know, I didn't I didn't take five minutes out of my week to try and reflect and enjoy it. I actually enjoyed each action that was taken and, and what came along with it. And that's only what's coming to mind for me is that's only achievable if you surrender, if you let mm. go of those attachments. So uh, a frame of reference for me that I'm going to is obviously building offices out in the meditation studio. Um, and so, you know, you, you saw the mess that's everywhere. There's banging and there's paint fumes and it's all happening. And I sat there, I came in one morning, I smelt the paint fumes and there would have been a version of me in the past that would have gone, fucking hell, builders and paint and how long is this going to take? Hurry up, rush, rush, rush. And I sat there in gratitude. I was like, I'm so grateful for the smell of these paint fumes and for the mess that's here because that means that there's this explosion going on in here and and this is part of the journey. People attach to only the positives and inverted commas and they only want to have the positive experiences they don't embrace the entirety of the journey which is the ebb and the flow the peaks and the troughs the highs and the lows and and you know on one level the, the pain fumes and the mess if i had ego involved in this process to be like oh i'm sorry embarrassing oh i'm sorry clients you know please and the clients have come in i'm like I don't even explain it. There's no part of me that needs to defend or explain or anything. It's just, it just is. And it's part of the journey. And if they don't like it, well, that's their problem. That's mm. their karma. It's got nothing to do with me. Yeah. And so, so when we're doing that, we're just in appreciation for all of it, the entirety of it. And, and, and it's all amazing. It's all equal. It's all equally wonderful. The paint fumes are equally wonderful as the finished product because without that, you wouldn't have that. Yeah. It's like, we're going to, yeah, it's interesting. It reminds me like uh, when we first started the center, we were going around and introducing ourselves to local health businesses. We're like, just Hey, we're here. This is what we do. You know, and um, we, Melissa was booking us in with um, doctor's clinics. Like, oh, you know, I, I remember that. I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> and so we go, and I was already, and oh. the whole, the reason I'm telling this story is because at the time I was so pissed off and angry, but now I tell this story all the time and I love it. I love that it happened. And um, so to go in, you have to go on their lunch break and you have to bring them lunch for the honour to speak to them. Sushi plates. <laughs> yep. So I'm, I'm automatically like, fucking bring them lunch. And so we brought this massive plate of sushi, go in there, the doctors and everything come in, about 80% of them grab about three sushi rolls and leave without even listening to what we have to say. A couple of the other people, as soon as we started talking, got up and walked out. And um, the, the guy who actually ran, managed and owned the, the thing is, 
gee, you guys got some balls coming in here. And I'm like, what are you talking about? We just moved into the area. We want to let you know, this is what we do. If you have a client, you know, some addiction and they will look for a natural approach or blah, blah, blah. And um, he goes, we would not refer anyone to you. And he's like, we've got our referral pathways and we know if someone comes in with that issue, we know where to send them. And I'm like, okay, where do you send someone with addiction? He's like, Pine Lodge and Danny know. Okay, Pine Lodge has around a 10% success rate. So, because he goes, we know they'll get the care that they need. And I'm like, Pine Lodge has about a 10% success rate. So nine out of the 10 people you send there, they actually won't probably get the care they need or the result that they're after. And he looks at me and goes, oh, well, I wouldn't know the statistics. I wouldn't keep up with all that. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And I left that place and obviously they didn't even want to take our flyers or anything. And I was so pissed off. And, um, but when people are starting out and they get discouraged, I tell them that story and I love that it happened because after probably two years after that, because I would ask everyone that came into the center for a consult, Hey, how did you hear about us? You know, I saw you on Facebook. I watched a video or my friend came here and then, um, the first person ended up being quite a lot. They're like, Oh, I got referred from a doctor's clinic. I go, which doctor's clinic? And they explained the one. And I had this moment after they left and I'm like, Oh, that doctor's clinic. And they referred us a bunch of people after that. It was really interesting. So, but the, the reason I'm telling it is because that thing at the time, I was really annoyed, you know, and I was pissed off, but now it's a part of my journey that I love and I love talking about it. And I, and I look back on fondly. So at what things that happen in our life today, can I go, man, I'm going to look back on this and I'm probably going to find this funny or um, a great learning experience or something that I can tell other people. We've spoken about that in, in when we play golf. You know, we don't remember the perfect day rounds. We remember the, the challenging wind, hail, snow, sleets. It was blowing a gale because that leaves an imprint. So that, that doctor's experience, it, it left an imprint for you and you were like, oh, because at you know, it meant something to you and and it was important. And if you look, if you walk out of that and go, oh, they're better than me or oh, I'm going to give up because Pine Lodge, there's no hope. And you know, persistence is the, is the number one key to success. It's just keep turning up, keep turning up. And so if, if, we, if we don't, there's adversity. You know, the obstacle is the way. Um, is Ryan a stoic book. Yeah, and so, and so the, the mind needs resistance. We need resistance in order to get stronger. That was resistance. That was a door not opening. And you, if you had have stayed there and tried to force the door to open and go, but the door should open, or it's unfair that the door's not opening, then you're just going to sit there and stagnate and not do very well. But if you accept that this is all part of the journey and fall in love with the the, the rejections, if you want to frame, I don't even I wouldn't even frame it as rejection. There's no rejection involved. There's just the door not opening. Mm, exactly. It's like a it's a, it's a, the obstacle is the way. It's like a challenge that at the time in that moment, it's a challenge that I didn't want, but now I'm so glad that I had it because you know we these challenges when we tackle them and overcome them, we become um, you know, a greater being to an extent. And we don't become that greater being unless we get that resistance that you talk about. But it's like, it's so easy at the time. Like, let's say there's something happening in my life today and I'm like, oh, I don't fucking want this to happen. <laughs> but really my that's, future that's self will be, will be really happy that I've got it. Yeah, exactly. So we just got to watch out for that. We'll check ourselves. Sometimes not getting what we want is the best thing because our ego wants it. 
but it's not aligned with our soul. It's not aligned, aligned with our purpose. So if the ego's in the driver's seat or driving that train, you know, it's like, oh, I want this, I want fame, I want glory, I want money, I want all this stuff. I want it to be easy. And I want it now. Um, <laughs> then, and, and we don't get it. The ego's going to get triggered because its attachments are being triggered. It's, it's going to create suffering. Um, but, yeah, as you said, one, two, five years down the track, all of a sudden you're, you're in this, you're in alignment and it's like, oh, so thankful that door didn't open. Oh, I wonder where I would have been if I had gone down that path. Yeah, yeah. That, well, that, that, that person, that person who initially is a stimulus of, you know, anger and resentment and everything is now a teacher. It's like, oh, yeah. I'm so glad you're like a that. teacher. Everyone's a teacher. We um, we had Mel uh, from Indota Star on the podcast, and um, uh, I went out to Indota headquarters and caught up with Mel and her team, and just had a had a chat about any potential alignments between the, the two businesses and whatnot. Um, and it was really interesting. I've done the doctors thing, and that's why I knew that you took sushi. <laughs> <laughs> or subway um, and, and and that felt horrible um, but walking into Indota the other day I walked in with no attachments no desires no ego no this has to happen no I want this um, I just walked in there very cleanly and and it was a wonderful experience and I sent a follow up email afterwards saying this is what this is my takeaways and um, so as a first date, it felt really good. Um, but if, if you don't want to go on a second date, then thanks for a lovely cup of tea and a chat. And um, and, and it just allowed it to be whatever it needed to be. And we're catching up next week or the week after for a second date. Um, and that'll be equally as whatever it is. And there's no, and there's all, this is the thing, there's all this potential there. And, and this is, I'm seeing this, you know, our work comes in themes. I'm seeing a lot of people living in the potential of what could be. The, of this person, my husband, could potentially be this man. And, and, and so there are these expectations and attachments. And when the expectations are up here, but the capacity of the person or business or whatever is down here, there's a lot of room for disappointment. And... I did that in my marriage. You know, I lived in the potential of what the marriage could be, and, and that was a wonderful learning curve for me to to create that awareness of our human nature and the nature of my mind is to do that. So now I have that awareness. I can now operate in a way where I stay in the reality of what is, and the reality is MindFit went and sat with Indota and they had a chat, and that's it. And that's, no, that's, no. that's the, the locomotive analogy again. It's not the locomotive hasn't taken off and gone full speed down the road because that's what people do. Like, well, this could happen and then that could happen. Then what would that say about me? And, oh, that's great. And then the, the potential thing is really important because we would see it over and over again. It's like this person, it's normally a partner, is exhibited some traits for like one day, like 10 years ago. <laughs> He's, he's done the dishes. He's done the dishes one yeah, day. Yeah, he was just nice to me this day. He bought me, he did this, blah, blah, and it's just this one. And then so 99.99999% of the time he's been otherwise, 
but they're completely attached to that potential up here. So all of a sudden we're not living in reality where we're trying to chase a potential that was just a, a moment in time. So we are stepping out of reality. And like you said, I love it. It's so simple. It's that reality is mind fit met within Dota. It's like um, uh, Byron Katie used to say, she had a, a daughter who was um, alcoholic and everything. And she was sitting at home waiting for her to come home. The mind was going, the cops are going to knock on the door. She's dead, all that stuff. And then she just went, lady sitting on a couch worried about her daughter that's it no more no more coal in the engine of the locomotive just that's what's happening that's reality with um with one of my clients i think i told you about she went for a job interview and, and she said yeah she felt all the the old anxiety the sweaty palms the racing heart the breath increasing and then she just took a few breaths and went reality is woman is going to have a conversation with other people and she's she knocked it out of the park and that's that's what we're doing that's we're self-soothing that's where yeah, you, you can feel that i'm sure people listening can even feel that as soon as you talk about things like that it's like the the anxieties the nerves all of that just kind of goes uh, it's, so well, it's nice. surrendering it's surrendering and it's living in the reality of what is and it's just so effortless in there that it's so peaceful that people are hardwired in conditions to conflict and to you know no well there has to be an issue there has to be a problem i have to be feeling something unsettling other than because peace is so foreign to them mm. um so yeah it's, it's what was i going before um when we when we when we step into the reality of what is, we're just so present, and and there's no it doesn't mean anything. Um, it doesn't. We're not interpreting it. We're not deciding. We're not forming opinions or beliefs. There's no judging. There's no criticism. It's it's just a. Uh, we let we let go of the whole idea of an outcome, because like that's what the ego is always trying to get an outcome, um, in, in every interaction. But it's like as soon as you let go of outcome, it's just I'm I'm here, I'm here, and this is it. I'm sitting across from and someone. That can, I love it when clients mistake that piece for boredom. Yeah, and they're just like, um, oh, well, this is boring. I want to go and find more conflict. I'm like, all right, have at it. Have, you, have yourself a day. At yeah, have yourself a day, and at least just be aware that you're creating it because you deep down want it. Mm. And then when you get it, you go, oh, it's too much drama in my life. <laughs> this, is, this is available to all of us. This is a, this is a hilarious thing. This, this sense of peace and contentedness and stillness and equanimity and compassion and love and just being, that's available to every single person. And you just have to do the work. So this is enjoying the journey. Enjoy doing the mental reps. Enjoy feeling heightened. Enjoy fall in love with with the entirety of being a human. And that, for those interested, there's um, the Be Here Now podcast with uh, all the Ram Das lectures. Um, episode thirty is just like all about being human, uh, and you know he talks about he finally understood that. Uh, he was trying to escape being a human for, for so much of his life. He thought divinity was, you know, in, in being God and blah, blah, blah. And then he had this experience where he, he came into a realisation uh, and was told through an entity that, um, you know, you're a human, why don't you sign up and do the curriculum? <laughs> take, the, 
take take the lesson. Take the lesson of being, yeah, be a human, perhaps. And he's like, oh, fuck. All right, so I've been trying to avoid being a human where all this time it's, and being a human involves all this neurosis and it involves all this triggering and all this attachment it involves an ego and it involves a mind that disappears into the imagination and the memory. It's, it's, it's all of this. A and body that people, does weird stuff like relationship and, dynamics. And, and has weird things on it and loses yeah. hair and it's, it's fall in love with the, the entirety of it all without applying meaning to any of it. And you're home and host. There you go. It's funny you say that we um, just got a book delivery yesterday and Melissa ordered Be Here Now. And um, she's like, she's, yeah, show the book to listeners who are on YouTube. How epic is that? And open it up, just like flick through a little bit. Look at that. It's, so it's, it's just I, all this. Yeah, I had no idea it was like that. And when I, look, I looked at it yesterday, I'm like, that's fantastic. That's unreal. I'll open up a page and oh, let's finish up the podcast with this, mate. Open up a page. What do you got? The way is the harmony of the universe. When one comes into the spirit, when one sees how it is, one understands that behind all the individual differences, man, woman, big, little, old, young, good, bad, every label you can think of becomes background instead of figure. What stands out is here we are, here and now. That's all there is. And if it isn't beautiful, man, there's nothing. So you say, well, I can't have it beautiful now, but later when we get the food home, it will be beautiful. Later never exists. What's happened to life, insurance, to tenure, to planning, saving, responsibilities, nothing happens to any of it. Something I was talking with clients about yesterday that came up a lot was four little things, and I'll share them with you to finish if we can, because uh, it's very it's very apt. Four three-letter sentences. Be here now. So be it. It just is. Do the work. Nick's four commandments of mind fit. That's all I've got and, for you. And the fifth one. Check Don't yourself. check yourself before you before you wreck yourself. Or no, but um, if you do this, if you do this, there's no self to wreck. So that's true. No fifth. Yeah. That's true. Um, that's beautiful. It's like I have these yeah, discussions with my colleague Matt, and we'll go down all these rabbit holes of what existence is and breaking it, blah blah, and we always get to the same point. But we're like, it's just this. It's just this. <laughs> it's, it just is. Yeah, it just is. It's so simple. It's simple. It's simple to be happy, but it's difficult to be simple. Mm. Ooh, Nick, that's great. I like that one. Because <laughs> our very nature, the nature of our mind, is to overcomplicate things, is to dramatize things, is to convolute things where it becomes so overwhelming. And if you can strip it all back, strip it all away, instead of we're so hardwired and conditioned to, to feel deficient, the sense of deficiency, we need more, we need more, I don't have enough, I don't have enough. But if you take turn left instead of right and go the opposite direction and start stripping it all away and you go into this, I have an abundance. I have too much. I've got to get rid of stuff. I have an abundance. 
and then it just becomes so simple. And I it think it's is. that the, the, the simple, the, the mind tends to kick up a stink because it's kind of losing a job. <laughs> if you really start to simplify the mind, like, no, it's not that simple. It's got to be this, this, and this. We talk to clients about, you know, trust the seaworthiness of your own ship, and a ship is safe in harbour. That's not what ships are built for. And a man that doesn't know to which port he sails, no wind is favourable. So we've got all these sailing metaphors. And and so we have all these crew members of our ship, all these parts of us that are in existence. And, yeah, there's been mutiny on the ship for so many years. The You, the captain, have been tied up and stuck down a hole, and they're just running rampant. All these parts are running rampant, having a party, and the ego's up there, and anxiety's up there, and they're dancing, drinking. And, yeah, they've got bottles and of rum, they're smashing them, they're yeah, yeah. up all and over the deck. And, and then your heart sort of escapes and comes and cuts your bonds and frees you and you get up on deck and they'll look at you and go, ah, oh, fuck, oh, the boss. Oh, it's like when you were a kid and the parents come home. Ah, oh, shit, my mum and dad's home. So all these immature parts suddenly go, oh, God. And then you can intervene and you can say, parts, I'm not going to scold you. I'm not going to punish you. You're just doing what you're designed to do and that's fair play. But now... Now things are different. And anxiety, you go over there. Ego, you go over there. Everyone, self-worth, self-respect, self-love, self-discipline, please come up on deck. All of you guys get up here. Trust. Has anyone seen trust? So, trust? They're all, they're all gagged put, and bound down under the deck. Who, who put trust in a barrel? Come on. Trust. <laughs> get out here. Get out here. All right. And, and restoring order on this ship. Right. Now... Now we're sailing and we're going to encounter storms and that's okay. It's not good or bad. And we're just going to stay here and navigate through these waters. Uh, we've got this. Everyone good? Everyone know your roles? Right. Let's, let's have at it. Yeah, we can work as an integrated unit when those storms arrive. We've got so some we good operate. metaphors today, Nick. Metaphors mm. 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 we have. <laughs> All right. Everyone enjoy the journey. Let's a little test for today. Let's see if you can have one interaction today where you forget judgment and outcome and just literally be with the reality of what's happening in front of your consciousness. And let us know how you, you got go. This, you got this fan. You got this fan. All right. Thank you, Nico. As always, that was a pleasure. And we'll see you all next week. Thank you. Peace. Bye. Thank you for tuning into the woke blokes podcast please don't forget to subscribe to the show also leave us a five-star rating we thank you so much and we'll see you all next time